0: Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com slash audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. I love you and I miss you. Ooh.
1: On this episode of The Commercial Break... One Christmas, I got one of those science sets, and it literally had like myriadic acid in there. It was like yeah. you know, you make something blow up, and everyone's eyes will get burned out. And I and we so turned out just works. fine, and all eight of my fingers still work. Things going great. You know, you think of these small towns, you think of like a puritanical, like kind of like, you know, ever they, they banned dancing in no, the that. No, you're
2: shipping in drugs from out of state. You're <laughs> yeah. passing around
1: painkillers. you got your keys in a bowl. You're having sex with a neighbor. This sounds like a Pineapples wild town. Pineapples are
2: upside down. Yeah.
1: Which small town is this? Miami? I mean, I think... <laughs> <laughs> Me, how in the world would you know that? Her, someone saw you behind the Martin's house on Homecoming. Uh-huh. Me, who... Her, how could you, how could that possibly matter right now? (laughs) Me, you're right, that doesn't matter right now. Maria's pregnant with twins. Her, fuck you. (laughs) The next episode of The Commercial Break starts now. Hello, Dollars and Tierras. Welcome to back to another episode of The Commercial Break. I am Brian Green. This is my dear friend, Kristen Joy Holdley. Best to you, Kristen. And best
2: to you, Brian. And best to you out there in
1: the podcast universe. How the hell are you? Thanks for joining us on yet another episode of This, The Commercial Break. It's not for everyone, but fact, news, or fiction. Guaranteed in 30 seconds or less, or your money back. Go to the tcbpodcast.com website to collect your earnings. I want to get right into it. Okay. It is Fairy Tale Friday. We've got another story Ooh. from one of our fantastic <laughs> listeners. And it's a long one, so I need to save some a good chunk of time for this, Chrissy. I don't want to run out of time. I've got one story. I want to get it in one take. You and me, kid. Okay. We're gonna give this guy some advice. Boom. Boom. Bam. Fireworks. There you go. <laughs> all right, but I do have to. I do have to say a few things before you know we get into it. You know, because I got to bullshit for a minute here okay. with you, Let's my bullshit. friend. Let's get to it. You know the thing that I hate most about going on vacation. What's that? I don't know why I hate this so much. I hate putting all of my wires back in place. All of my plugs and chargers. You
2: know, that's a good point. I hate that. I just traveled and had to do the same thing.
1: Is that not... Doesn't that feel like just such a big task? Like I got to move the... I have this big bedside table. I got to move We you know, Oscar and I each have one. The chest, they like the little drawers. Yeah. Bedside nice table. table. Nice stand. I got to move it around. It's very heavy. I got to get behind there. Why? I got to plug everything I, back in. We've
2: got, we've got something that's a flat, it's a flat um, thing that plugs into the wall. Okay. And then it has a little uh, extension cord thing.
1: And you just, you don't, yeah. you don't have to take the cords off?
2: No, I mean, you have to take the cords off, but you don't have to move the table.
1: I got to do a whole, there's a whole thing. I have to do a whole thing. I got to get back there. I got to plug them in. There's like an extension cord down there. One of those power strips. I got to get back there. I got to untangle everything. I got to figure out which ones I take on vacation (laughs) and which ones I don't. There are so many wires that I take on vacation. We just went to my dad's house over the weekend. We're literally driving two hours away. And my dad has everything you could possibly need. Yeah. But yet we have to take 35 wires with us so that everything can get charged while we're gone. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to everything.
2: I have a, a solution for you. What? To have Buy one for travel and buy one for home. And then you just take... Okay. Just keep that other one in your suitcase.
1: If I was to do things like that, then I wouldn't have anything to complain about anymore. But I'm just a fucking moron, and I don't do anything correctly. I literally hate this. Order a travel one,
2: order of another one. And the one home one is the home one, and the travel one is the travel one.
1: But I think part of this... Okay, I, I get it. All right, fine. <laughs> That's a good idea, but, you know... Thanks. I already have so many wires. I don't want to double the wires. I just, just
2: keep those in your suitcase. They never have to leave. Here's the, the thing
1: about the suitcases when you have kids, though. <laughs> okay. You need a million suitcases. Depending on where you're going, you need to bring a million things in case of in anything. Right? And what I'm really disliking now, I love going on vacation. And my wife is a dutiful and fantastical packer. She will not let me touch the suitcase because she knows I'm going to fuck it all up mm-hmm. so she just says put your shit out that you want and let me do the we'll rest
2: pack it. Yeah. yeah
1: so in like five years I don't think I've packed a bag on my own it's not because I'm a child and I can't pack my bag. It's just that we have a well, different way of partially. organizing things. Well, yeah, I throw things in there. <laughs> <laughs> if it's left up to me, I bring the whole yeah. closet. And yeah. that way it's all there, right? Yes. I can't do that anymore because I have kids. And they're going to take up at least three suitcases. And so we've got to consolidate into one as a couple. Mm-hmm. Or we're going to end up paying a bunch of baggage fees or just ends up becoming ridiculous. We go to my father's house for two fucking days. And I have to bring the entire household. The entire household.
2: Yeah, well, with kids, after- of course. Yeah.
1: I wish those kids would pack their own suitcases. When they start packing their own suitcases, then I think life's going to be a little bit easier. You
2: could start teaching them now. Yeah,
1: I could, but, you know, they're four. What's he got, I mean, he's four and two. What are they going to understand? What I really want to teach them is how to pack my wires. If I could get my kids to pack my wires. That sounds I'll,
2: like a great idea. Have the kids deal you know, with street. outlets.
1: Yeah. <laughs> When I was a kid we dealt with outlets. I mean I got a I got like a one, one, one Christmas, I got one of those science sets and it literally had like myriadic acid in there. It was like, yeah. you know, you make something blow up and everyone's eyes will get burned out. And I and we See, turned out just fine. And all eight of my fingers still work. <laughs> Everything's going great. <laughs> yeah, when you have kids, you, it's a whole different packing routine. I'm just telling you that right now, Chrissy. So Consider your consider you and Jeff lucky that those kids are older and they could pack their own suitcases. now. But
2: they could not. I mean, we've been together for a long time, and they were five and seven when we were together.
1: I don't start complaining to me about how <laughs> things were back in the day. I'm in the middle of it. I'm in the yeah. shit right now. I'm in the stank and the drank right now, Chrissy. You are. I'm in the you middle are. of it. shit, pee, poop, you name it. I'm into it, all of it. It you gets
2: know, easier, but then it doesn't get easier with the uh, the talk back. oh yeah uh, you know yeah my kids are already
1: talking back to me they're already my little one of the little ones is running around now Now. and i'm like hey come here now (laughs) what are you you're two how could you be saying that there could be something important then i come in the other day and she's like watching her mom cook and she's got a permanent marker and she's writing all over the marble She's like writing all over the Marvel, with and I am yeah. freaking the fuck out. I'm like, oh my God, how could you do that? Like, oh no, blah, blah, blah. And Astrid's like, it'll come up. I'm like, no, it's permanent marker. It never comes up. And then Astrid took it right off. And she's like, it's a non-porous substance. And I'm like, when'd you become a fucking scientist? What the fuck is that all about? <laughs> well, when'd you become a scientist?
2: Well, she does have a background in uh in design. So Shh,
1: I didn't think that had anything to do with <laughs> permanent markers, but that was a leaf. <laughs>
2: No, it wasn't. She knows about porous substances because of the the marble.
1: Uh Okay. She's working in construction. (laughs) (laughs) It was porous substances. (laughs) I know about porous substances because of the holes in my head. All right. Okay. (laughs) So there's my chief complaint right now is that I just got back from, I just got back three days to go.
2: I hate the the travel (laughs) part. I just wanted, I want it to be like Star Trek where you just beam me there. I don't
1: mind it. if, If I'm getting on a plane, I fucking hate it. I fucking hate it. I
2: just did this.
1: Yeah. But if I'm getting in a car, I don't mind it at all. I'm okay. I'm okay driving. <laughs> so,
2: so I do have, so my friend and I, we just went to DC and we were there and we're, we're, we're on the plane and,
1: uh, we didn't,
2: you know, starting our vacation. Yeah. We wanted to have some cocktails, <laughs> you know, it's like noon <laughs> Noon. Fast
1: forward to the air marshal part. Noon. No, it's <laughs> noon. It's noon. So,
2: so uh, we're on an airline that won't be named, but it wasn't Delta, where they're very professional about like when you order drinks. They're very, they don't scream out of things. Like, my friend said, I would like a sparkling wine. And the woman said, Sparkling water or wine? Oh, my God. Jeez. <laughs> she was like, uh, Wine. <laughs> Why?
1: Well, you're on a plane. I get Maybe it. That's like me,
2: and I wanted a juice with some vodka, and the two choices were orange or apple, and I chose apple.
1: Apple juice. <laughs> what? It's kind of weird, actually. She's right about that. Apple juice and vodka. Yeah, why not? Really? Does that taste what's good?
2: What's the difference? It tastes delicious.
1: What do you mean? What's the difference? The difference is one's orange and one's apple juice. It's juice. Okay. Juice right. and vo- Juice
2: uh. goes with vodka in any form.
1: Okay. I don't know. I've, apple juice. I've just never heard. I've in my years of bartending, I never had anyone ask for an apple. Well, juice. Well, it's in,
2: not a drink you order at the bar, but these were the two choices on this plane okay. of the juice, and I don't. <laughs> I didn't want orange. I wanted apple and add a little vodka. To God it. bless
1: you. You are. <laughs> variety is the spice of life, my child. Yes. You are one spice rack away from having it all. <laughs> <sighs> Uh, so you got your drinks, but they were just a little loud. It's like going to the grocery store and like,
2: yeah. And price
1: check on black dildos.
2: (laughs) Yes, exactly. Sparkling (laughs) water or wine. On
1: 36 inch cock
2: knockers. Apple juice and vodka. Ah! (laughs) Like it was the worst thing ever. I mean, I, it's a juice and it's vodka vodka goes with any juice. I need a
1: price check on a pint of vodka. (laughs) It's already been drank. It's been opened. Bob, what do we do when someone's already drank a pint of vodka? <laughs> I need a uh, price check on a 36-inch rubber dildo for Chrissy Hoadley. Yeah, Chrissy Hoadley.
2: Exactly like what it was on this plane. I was like, <laughs> yes, people take alcohol. It's noon.
1: Yeah, people.
2: People drink alcohol at any time on a plane. Yeah.
1: Yeah sure yeah of course yeah you're getting Plus on a plane we're On a
2: vacation we well,
1: I mean listen don't vacation. look at me I'm not judging you it has something to do with the <laughs> stewardesses talk she, to didn't end,
2: she didn't end up charging us for it so that makes up for oh, it.
1: oh well there you go were you in some kind of special cabin or nope. section no she no, just decided no. to give you
2: yeah I think she felt bad about <laughs> yelling out our order to <laughs> everyone and saying how weird it was yeah well you know, everyone
1: <laughs> people don't care in a plane like the, the least strange no, thing that's ever one. happened on a plane is that you ordered apple juice and vodka yeah it, true I mean seriously the planes are a fucking mess. Friendly skies. my ass. Well, I'm glad you're back safely. Thank you. And I'm glad you didn't get an air marshal involved in your conversation. (laughs) All right. Okay. Just checking. All right. So here we are. I have got another story from another listener sent in. It's rather long and I do have to clarify some things first. Okay. (laughs) Wow. This story started off with like three paragraphs, right? This is what happened. Dot, dot, dot. And I asked for revisions and I asked questions because I felt like there was a lot more to the story that we needed to know. And so what came back to me was a rather long story. and I asked some additional follow-up questions. So I want you to know this is like revision number three okay. on this particular story. Even Matthias agrees. Yes, he's screaming in the background. I hope he's okay Like <laughs> <laughs> my, my kid could have his arm he could have his arm cut off, is bleeding profusely and I'm like, well, Got to keep the trains running on time. The commercial break. All seven people have to hear their episode of the commercial
2: break. All
1: right, here you go. This is an advice. This is Ask TCB. Uh, I would think this is categorized under Ask TCB. Are you ready?
2: Yes, I think so.
1: This cut. Okay, I'm just checking.
2: (laughs) Sorry, I was noticing the tape that's on our our camera there.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, listen, it's been there there since season one. (laughs) There used to be a big sign there that said, look here, to remind us to look in there, but neither of us ever pay attention to that, so I just took it down. I'm like, oh, who cares? (laughs) It looks
2: like a cast.
1: It is a cast. It's It's a a, a tripod cast. Yeah, we can't spend an extra $700 to fix that camera. (laughs) (laughs) This is coming to us from one of our great listeners, Nate. We'll call him Nate, actually, what we'll call him. You ready? I'm a longtime listener, and I wanted to write in after hearing some of the other stories on the show. I think I've got a tale you'll be interested in, and I'd like to ask your advice. I'm just afraid of what it'll be (laughs) because I don't want to make life any worse for myself. (laughs) Well, that's a fair enough assessment there, Nate. Uh, I'm a 27 year old. I'm living in the Midwest, and I have two lovely children, both of which are under the age, uh, uh, both of which are younger. So I'm just going to say that. Let's just say that. Okay. Okay. So younger means under the age of eighteen. Like they're they not adult children. Oh, okay. Let's just well, he's twenty seven. You'd hope they would not be under yeah. the age. Of, <laughs> <laughs> they're not ten. You uh, didn't have him at ten. Okay, here we go. While I've heard you speak about relationship age gaps before, I don't think you've p- tackled my particular situation. As I mentioned, the mother of my, uh, as I mentioned, I'm twenty seven years old, and the mother of my children is now forty five years old. Wow, that's a that's okay. a pretty good age gap. Yeah, I live in a relatively small town, and my relationship. Good for you, wife. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) By the way, Nate's wife. Uh, Nice. Okay. All right. So just pay pay attention. I want you to pay attention closely. He said, Mother of my children is what he said. Oh, okay. Okay. I live in a relatively small town. I think it's important to know that. To say the least, however, we would be the most famous couple in the town or surrounding area's history. Actually, that would be an understatement. Oh, my God.
2: It was a teacher.
1: Because the size of my town is only about ten thousand people, we had a relatively small public school system. Uh, Everyone I just called it. Wait, hold oh on, God. you're okay. ruining okay, it for okay, sorry, everybody. Sorry. You can't. It's like you're like that person at the movie. Yeah. You all the, the Michael <laughs> did it.
2: <laughs>
1: people are like, shut up! Okay,
2: I'm gonna zip it. I'm zipping. Like it. My
1: wife, who she always I'm has that, it. as soon as we get into the movie, she's like, "Who did it?" And I'm like, <laughs> I, I, "I know, but I don't want to say because I want to learn along with everybody else." Okay. Because of the size of my town, is only because the size of my town is only about ten thousand people. We had a relatively small public school. Everyone goes to school together from the age of five until graduation. As a matter of fact, I only had fifty-two people in my graduating class. Every parent knows every other parent. Every kid knows every other kid, no matter their age. And every teacher teaches every child at least one subject in that child's life. It is the epitome of small town living. That sounds
2: like it. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: When I was in the third grade, a new family moved to town. This was an exciting event, as we don't ever see new people move into town.
0: <laughs> it's wow! More
1: likely, an asteroid would crash into my bathroom oh my tomorrow morning than someone from out of town, out of the city limits, move into the city limits. People only move out; almost no one ever moves in. Okay, so I'm assuming I'm just picturing this. It doesn't it's like say a this. Dean
2: Koontz book.
1: Yeah, it is. It's. Like, I think this is like you know one of those towns that has like they have a stoplight. And they might have a McDonald's, you know it's 10,000 people, uh, but there's probably some farming around it or something. I'm just imagining it's the Midwest, right yes. Okay. The new family consisted of a married couple with two girls. One of the girls was in my grade and the one was one year younger. The father worked where everyone else works in this town in agriculture. And as the mother and the mother took a part-time work as a substitute teacher for the high school, I became very friendly with Cynthia, who I refer to as Cindy. The daughter of the family in my class. As a matter of fact, she would be considered my best friend. We grew Aww. very close over time in school. We hung out as kids, then as middle schoolers, and into high school. When we were getting, uh, we were getting closer with, to each other with each year. And we lived in a neighborhood where it was about a ten minute bike ride, and it could a ten minute bike ride could take you anywhere, including her house. We were constant playmates, indeed.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> when it comes time for high school. Uh, when it came time for the high school dances, the choices were slim. You either went to a you either went with a small group of friends, or if you were lucky, you had a boy or a girlfriend in the class. Some of the people brought dates from nearby schools, but even that was rare. Mm-hmm. I decided to ask Cindy to the homecoming our junior year. It was my first big high school dance, and she said yes, of course. We were just friends; it made sense for us to go together. I remember going to her house in my dad's old pickup to get her, and she walked down the stairs. And I thought, wow, Cindy cleans up nice. She was, um, she was smoking hot, as a matter of fact. I had nice. never seen her in a dress like that, short skirt, ladies all perked up with some cleavage showing. I saw her in a totally different light that night, and I was ready for homecoming. Yeah. Coming being the underlined word. <laughs> that night was quite simply pretty wild. We all went to the small gym after the game in our school a little more than 200 children or kids and some teacher chaperones attended. It was well known that at some point, uh, it was well known that some of the older kids and some of the parents would spike drinks and let you sip off of their flask. Ooh, wow, uh, this is like, a yeah. I don't know what kind of town this is. Where are uh, well, you living? You're bored. Yeah, it's true. That's, <laughs> well, he says it was a party for us, but it was also a party for the adults right. who most likely went to the school also and experienced the same thing. It was almost like a generational rite of passage. (laughs) Wow. Okay. All right. I like this. I'm getting into this. After the dance, there was a party at one of the senior kids' homes. They were named the Martins. This was a semi-sanctioned party that happened there for years. All of the kids and teachers and some of the teachers went and partied after homecoming at this particular at the home, the Martins. At the Martins.
2: The Martins just had. It the Martins had of, an open
1: door. As a matter, uh, of, I, I saw, this happened in my high school. Really? Yeah, there was
2: like, like a, an annual Christmas party. Kind of. Even yeah. if your kids aren't yes. even in school anymore, you're having the party. I,
1: you know, there's only ten thousand people. You imagine only like a thousand of them are willing to go do anything okay. fun whatsoever, or don't have a babysitter or whatever. Listen, I've seen this happen. I, I had a friend in high school. And every homecoming and every prom, his parents literally bought a couple kegs, opened up the liquor cabinet, and opened the front doors. Okay. And sometimes parents would show up too. You know, like there would be the kids would be all partying downstairs, smoking. Hey kids! Hey kids! (laughs) Can I promise? Let me show you my wiener. (laughs) Are you guys smoking any of that yeah. sticky icky down there? <laughs> hey, get up here and share some inky inky with your dad. I've got a blast. Yeah. Who wants some painkillers for my prostate surgery? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and yeah, it would be like, you know, the kids were hanging out downstairs doing their version of fun, drinking, smoking pot, and, and the parents were upstairs playing, playing cards sure. under the guise that they were chaperoning the party. Right. But the truth was they were just partying themselves. They were, right? yeah. Hoping that, you know, I don't know. Never mind. I'm not going to get into it. But it, you know what I'm saying. Booze, painkillers, and bad weed shipped from a neighboring state were all on the menu, and this was a tradition. Shipped
2: from a neighboring state? Shipped from a neighboring state. Okay. I don't
1: even know what that means. I, I don't know why <laughs> because, you put that. I don't, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> shipped from a neighboring state. Like, you mean, see you Mexico? I come on. This was a tradition. We all looked forward to that Martin Party invite.
2: Sounds like it. F- I'm looking forward to it next year. Can we? Attend? Me too. I want
1: pictures. <laughs> is what I asked yes. for. I said I want pictures of the Martin Party. <laughs> well, the Martins aren't their real name, and you know, I. But maybe we should. We figure should out do who a who TCB are. live. Yeah, I know. From, from the from Martin, Martin party? party. Yeah, that mm. would be awesome. We'd probably get arrested for <laughs> for, for corrupting the youth. <laughs> The Martins, who threw the party, had seven children. One of them had always been in high school for the last eight <laughs> years running, and the last one would graduate three years after That's this party. That's why
2: they had—I was confused yeah. as to why they were the ones having the party every year, But it was because they just had kids in school yeah, every year. They were always in high
1: school every year. Yeah, yeah that and means seven kids.
2: And if, you, and if you have kids in school, seven kids— Period. Yeah. But seven kids in school. You're drinking. Yeah, you're, you're
1: partying. Yeah, you're fucking. You have seven kids. Yeah, I mean, you're, this, you're, you're, you know, you yeah. think of these small towns. You think of like a puritanical, like kind of like you know, ever they, they banned dancing in. Now you're
2: shipping in drugs from out of state.
1: You're <laughs> passing around painkillers. You got your keys in a bowl. You're having sex with a neighbor. This sounds like a Pineapples wild town. Pineapples are upside down. Yeah, which small town is this? Miami. I mean, I think, <laughs> like, I think something weird's going on here with this story. By the way, I do not claim to know that this is true. true. True or not true. And I imagine that there's a lot of embellishing going on in all of these stories. I'm just saying. We all looked forward to that Martin party invite. The family who threw the kid, uh, the Martins who threw the party, had seven kids. One of them had always been in high school. The last one would graduate three years after this party. So they were a great ambassador for this type of event. It was great. I was stoked, and so was Cindy. As the night wore on, Cindy and I finger dipped and dabbed our way through the party. (laughs) It was my first time really getting high. I mean, really getting high, like mixing pills and powders with booze. I was feeling 10 miles tall, and Cindy was hanging on me like a tongue on a lollipop. I was losing my big V tonight. I just knew it. 17 years old, and I was ready to get it, and I did. Good for you, Nate. All right. It was sloppy. It was smelly, and it was messy, wet affair, but we made love from friends to sex fiends in the course of three hours. (laughs) We had found each other that night in a new way. We had unleashed an appetite for touch and for sex. This would prove to be awesome, but it would also change our friendship forever.
2: Sure, as it does. As it does.
1: Cindy and I spent the next year fucking... (laughs) (laughs) I actually actually didn't read this this new paragraph. (laughs) Cindy and I spent the next year fucking... We fucked in my bedroom when my parents were at work. We fucked in my bed when my parents were sleeping. We fucked in the basement. We fucked in our garage. We fucked in the parks. We fucked in the fields. We fucked on breaks at my at my work. We fucked after church on Sundays. We even fucked at school in the locker rooms during a football game. Well, wow, that's are raging. Love it. This is awesome. We had a lot of sex. You don't say. You were fucking yeah. everywhere, dude. But we always remained friends while we were certainly going out and you could consider us a quote couple i always felt we were good friends who had found a new hobby we enjoyed (laughs) fucking (laughs) okay all right sometimes we were careful and had protection sometimes i let it fly sometimes we counted our cycles and sometimes we would just wait or sometimes i couldn't wait it was haphazard at best I just stayed a good Catholic boy and always pulled out. It well, was like a m- No
2: wonder you've got a couple of kids. Yeah, no wonder you got a couple of <laughs> children. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, yeah. It was a magic trick that I learned. Maximum pleasure with minimum leakage. <laughs> good oh my for God. you. <laughs> to be clear, we always had consensual raw sex when it happened. I am not some degenerate <laughs> douche canoe. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh <laughs> thanks for the disclosure there, bud. I want to fast forward to our senior year of homecoming. Of course, I was going to go with Cindy. We were attached at the hip, and sometimes at the vagina. But I, I do remember about this time, Cindy and I were having a little less sex. The smell was wearing off. I know that smell. I get it. You know, there's the only pheromones. The pheromones. You know, the pheromones do wear off, as they do. Mm-hmm. And you got to then. That's when you got to actually, you know, put some effort out there yeah. because once the pheromones wear off, which is just natural, it's nature. Um. You know, there's a tendency for the nature of the relationship to change a little bit. It's like when you're not fucking three times a day, what do you do then? Yeah. You actually got to talk to people. That's Mm -hmm. when you got to use that motor mouth of yours. (laughs) The smell was wearing off. We were not in love, in my opinion, and that magnetism was fading. I think I even snuck out a few times to see another girl from another county school a few miles away. I didn't cheat. I was just curious and a rather horny teenage boy. Okay, fair enough.
2: Most teenage boys are. Yeah. About
1: two weeks after homecoming, Cindy's Aunt Marie moved in with them. She had been through a bad breakup and decided to settle in our town. She was the youngest sister of Cindy's mother. This was mom.
2: huge news. This was, I know. This was like, imagine.
1: <laughs> like not only did they move into town, huge. but now they ate. Ah! <laughs> There's a
2: new single woman in town. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I need to get a hold of the Martins and tell them there's going to be an extra person at their party this year. We're going to have to put an extra set of keys in the bowl, Mrs. Martin. You're going to need an extra dildo and a pocket pussy. Huge. I'm sorry, sir. You're going to have to use our new dial technology. This is the last. This was the town that dial technology film was filmed in. I'm sure. Yes. Of it uh okay about two weeks um, before, she was the youngest sister of cindy's mom she was also a teacher and she started working as a substitute just like cindy's mother Mm -hmm. the night of the homecoming we knew the drill game dance and party at the martins we got to the dance and we had already smoked a bit of weed cindy was looking super hot and i looked forward to getting a little tickle and touch later (laughs) on in the evening (laughs) cindy's mom and sister had taken duty as chaperones at the dance Uh, however, so I had to be a little cool. Cindy's mom was not my biggest fan after she caught us one night playing hide the pickle in the bush. (laughs) Hide the pickle in the bush. (laughs) What the good fuck are you talking about? (laughs) That said, Cindy's Aunt Marie was super cool. She was a bit younger than most of the teachers and had a full flask of whiskey. She was spiking our punch all night long. I got to talking to her and she liked the same music. She was into techno, which I liked. And I was thinking Marie was just awesome. It turned out to be a good night, despite the stares from Cindy's mother. When we got to the Martins party, Cindy was getting a bit tipsy and a bit out of control. She was grinding against some of the adults. She was screaming in people's (laughs) faces. And I was becoming a babysitter, which was fine. She had done this for me plenty before, and now it was my turn.
2: He was grinding against adults. No,
1: she was grinding against the adults. No, but
2: she had helped. He had helped her before.
1: <laughs> no, I think he. She, he said I was becoming a babysitter, mm-hmm. which was fine because she had done this for me before. Right, like babysat. Right. Yes. think that's what he's trying to say. Yes. Uh, but about two hours in, she started to vomit, and I decided to have a DD driver home. Doesn't need a driver. Driver home. I went with, I guess when you're having a party like this, you got to make sure everyone gets home safely yeah. or that kind of party ends real quick. You exactly. know what I'm saying? Uh, I decided to have the DD driver home. I went with her, I tucked her in, and then I made my way back to the party. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Commercial Break. TCBpodcast.com. That's where you go to connect with Chrissy and I. You can find out more information about the two of us, listen to all the audio, or watch all the video all from one location. YouTube.com slash The Commercial Break is the place to be if you want daily clips and full episodes two days after they release on your favorite audio platform at the Commercial Break on Instagram and 661-237-8296. That's 661, the word best, the number two, Y-O-Y-O. Give us a text message. Leave us a voicemail. Tell us how you feel about the show. Leave us content ideas, comments, questions, concerns. We'll take it all at 661 237 eight two nine six please do us a favor and leave us a comment and a review on your favorite podcast player it's the only way the show grows and we appreciate all those people who have done so lately we're going to take a moment to tell you about our sponsors and then we'll be back to this episode of the commercial break This episode is sponsored in part by our good friends at Mint Mobile. And yes, that includes Ryan Reynolds. He's a good friend of the show. I know he listens. My in-laws come in every summer and every holiday. And every summer and every holiday, we have the same issue. They would pay an arm and a leg to use their international SIM cards here inside the United States. That was until our good friends at Mint Mobile hooked us up with a $15 a month plan that they can use with any existing unlocked phone. Mint Mobile offers premium wireless service at just $15 a month. And the reason they can do this is because they're an online-only service. No expensive retail stores or pushy salespeople trying to sell you products you'll never need. Mint Mobile gives you the best rate whether you're buying for one or you're buying for an entire family. All plans come with unlimited talk and text plus high-speed data that's delivered on one of the nation's largest 5G networks. Let me repeat that. All plans, including the $15 one, come with unlimited talk, text, and data. To get your new wireless plan for just $15 a month and get the plan shipped to your front door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash TCB. That's mintmobile.com slash TCB. Cut your wireless bill to just $15 a month at mintmobile.com slash TCB. Thanks, Mint Mobile, for becoming a sponsor of The Commercial Break. When I got back to the party... Aunt Marie had shown up with a few other people. She's I, the
2: most popular woman in town right who, now. Aunt
1: Marie? Yeah, yes. she's brand new. <laughs> yeah. Just imagine, I mean, you know, with a few other people. Yeah. Who's she showing up with? The other teachers? I mean, Normally with,
2: it's families moving in. Now it's the single lady. Moving now there's
1: one single lady in all yeah. of town, and it's Radar. Aunt Marie. Beep, yeah, beep, 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 and beep, beep, beep. She's a hot for teacher yes. teacher, right?
2: Yes.
1: Uh, I get back to the party. Aunt Marie had shown up with a few people. I buddied up to Marie, and we sat on the couch and talked and drank into the night. As it got late, we decided to take a few pills she had brought along. It was ecstasy, <laughs> and I had done this oh before at farm raves. The teacher is giving the oh, ch- student wow. ecstasy, and this is his girlfriend's
2: aunt. Yes.
1: Oh, my God.
2: Yeah, we haven't covered this before. No, this is
1: guess. definitely not a topic we've covered before. And we've covered some <laughs> strange shit, but this is not. This is already way beyond anything we've covered. Uh, it was X. Ex- I had done that before at a few farm raves. I could handle my shit. A little finger dipping was cool. I knew I'd be okay, but holy shit, this was the wowie wowie, the wowie wowie. Within sixty minutes, I was flying. I was feeling so good. Marie and I walked back behind the pool, uh, the pool house area, and we found a patch of grass near a field to lay in. We counted the stars. We listened to music being played from the house. It was a Everything perfect feels moment. Everything so yeah. good. Uh, yay, yeah. Maui, Waui. Hey, do you want a back rub? <laughs> okay, it was a perfect moment. I was in the sixth um, dimension. Another reference to the show. I like, Nate, that you're throwing in all these references. Yeah. That's a Willow uh, Smith song. In the <laughs> sixth dimension. <laughs> After an hour or two on the ground, it was getting a bit cold. It was right before dawn and the dew was settling in. We could hear the birds chirping and I was feeling a bit sore from all the rolling. Marie asked if (laughs) I needed a back rub. Uh, The back rub? I I did. She grabbed a towel from the pool house, told me to lay down and take my shirt off. I did. She started to rub my back. She asked if she could massage my butt. She could. (laughs) as she lowered my slacks a little bit i felt her hand wrap around my torso and down my pants my little soldier saluted her right away brian and chrissy it was game on i was so high i really didn't realize what the fuck was happening but i was all for it this was not coercion i was ready for this woman no you weren't but okay (laughs) i get it by the way, he's 18 now. I just want to be clear about this. He's 18 yeah. years old. I, I, I don't know if we've mentioned that part of the story, but I, I asked the question and he made it clear. This was like taking off in a rocket. It was fast, it was hard, and it was explosive. Within seconds, we were fucking, and she was on top of me. It was I was in absolute outer space. I just recall colors, shapes, and sounds. But all in all the lights and sparkles, I really couldn't feel my little tinkle. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea if I was climaxing or still thrusting. I had no idea if I was still in her. I didn't know what was going on. I knew I had to pull out, but I couldn't quite focus. By the time I pulled out, I believed it was too late. I had become a bad Catholic in just seconds. My magic trick failed me, but I didn't care because it was one of the most magical moments of my young life. Yeah, listen. I, I I'm just fascinated by your story here. I feel like I'm fucking in the woods,
2: in the cornfield.
1: The deed was done. I fucked my fuck buddy's aunt, an 18 year old boy having sex with a 32 year old woman and uh, with a 32 year old woman. And she was a teacher. The night had come to an eventful conclusion when I had to walk eight miles home because all of the DDs got drunk and passed out thinking everyone had left. Marie drove herself home. You didn't even get a ride from Marie. That's kind of shitty. We didn't say much after sex. She kissed me on my forehead before she left and said, it was great spending time with you. I can see why Cindy likes you. Have a good night. My Be niece. safe. And I'll see you next week. <laughs> yeah, my niece. <laughs> my niece. You forgot that part. That's a convenient omission. My niece. The next day, I walked up. I woke up around 4:30 p.m. to 30 missed texts and phone calls. <laughs> Cindy was calling to apologize for her behavior. She was really upset at herself. I called her back, and with a crusty ecstasy hangover, I muddled through a conversation. I felt that. I know that. <laughs> yes, we all. Yeah. 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 I agreed to meet her for dinner and hung up. It wasn't until I hung up that I actually remembered what had transpired just hours before. I fucked her damn aunt. What do I say? What do I do? Holy shit. I fucked her damn aunt. Okay. I couldn't do dinner. I just had sex with her aunt. (laughs) That's what I wanted to call and tell her. But I couldn't say that. Of course I couldn't. What if she knew? What if it was a ruse to get me into a family meeting about my dick running laps around the family? (laughs) Oh, my God. This is classic. I was scared shitless. I literally got the runs thinking about it, or maybe it was the ecstasy and brown liquor.
2: <laughs> Probably.
1: I decided I had to go to dinner. I picked Cindy up, and it was a gab fest about the night before: who slept with who, who got drunk, who wants to hook up with who. But she didn't know about Marie. She didn't mention a word. She didn't. She did, however, say that Marie had come home at almost six a.m. from the party, and she asked if I had seen her. I responded, "Yeah, she was around, <laughs> uh, <laughs> around your cock."
0: Yep. <laughs> 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 yeah. At school,
1: the next week, things were so weird. Marie was in the hallways sometimes and would say hello, but would never engage at a deeper level. I even saw her in an empty class one day and asked if we could talk. I just wanted to clear the air. She said, there's nothing to discuss here, honey. We had a fun time. Don't worry about it. You're in high school. Crazy shit happens. Let's all move on. Okay. She literally gave me the brush off. It kind of hurt because I thought I liked her, like kind of a lot, but I wasn't stupid. I didn't want drama, not any drama at all. Cindy and I continued to hang out. We continued to have sex. Nothing really changed. I was feeling awfully guilty, but I wasn't going to hurt her with my bullshit, so I decided to keep the secret.
2: <laughs> I decided to keep the <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. secret. Yeah. Let's no, see how I'm going to hurt her with that. Yeah, I'm going to hurt her with that. I mean,
2: well, we had to get keep it. having it's sex. It's the old
1: conversation that we've had. If you, found, if you found out... Well, if Jeff cheated on you and you could A, never know about it, or B, know about it, which one would you choose? I know about it. I know you would, but there's lots of people that say differently. There's lots of people that say differently.
2: Also, I would especially want to know about with my freaking aunt.
1: Well, then I wouldn't want to know about it, especially <laughs> if you're one of those people. I mean, come on. I'm saying that uh, not everybody's like us. Not everybody wants to right. dig into the drama. Three what? months.
2: Are you kidding me? What? Every reality
1: show. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not saying that no everybody one wants would do to that. know
2: drama. Yeah, no, everyone wants to know drama. I'm
1: just sharing that. Okay. When I went down this rabbit hole a couple months ago, when we had this big conversation about it, there were lots of people who decided they did not want to know. They said on, they said well, out loud, "I days, don't want to know."
2: Jerry Springer is wrong. Yeah, Jerry Springer. All those well, years. <laughs> I mean,
1: it's hey, listen, I'm okay knowing your drama. I just yeah. don't want to know my own drama. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Three months later, I was hanging out with some friends at the local fast food joint. Everyone there used to hang after school. It was a meeting place. And if you needed to find- The
2: in and out The
1: the Harry's Burgers is what he says. (laughs) If you needed to find your teen uh, after 4 p.m., you just go to Harry's Burgers. That's likely where they would be. Sometimes 50 kids would be there at one time. Anyway, I was hanging out on the patio, and Marie pulled up in her car. She got out, walked straight, told me to me, and told me she wanted her to like, talk. I'd like a, yeah.
2: a convertible, like, ah. squealing up yeah. with rap or yeah. techno playing. Techno playing.
1: Boom, drop the beat. Boom, boom. I actually see a little hatchback. Nate, I
2: need to see you.
1: Nate, I need to talk to you in class. Left your homework. I'm gonna suck your little dick. She came straight up out of her car and walked straight to me. And told me she needed to talk to me. So I jumped in her car. When we sat down, I noticed that she was crying. She cried for literally five minutes and barely said a word. I couldn't imagine what had happened. I kept asking her, what's going on? What's going on? And after some mumbling, she said the word, words that changed my life forever. Mm-hmm. I am pregnant mm-hmm. and it is twins. Ooh. Oh, Jesus Christ, man. Can you imagine? No. Can you even pretend to imagine what kind of...
2: Oh, I can't imagine this happening.
1: What Except nightmare are
2: This is like an updated version of Footloose.
1: Yeah, but you know, the movies come from <laughs> real stories. <laughs> I know, it's Footloose. <laughs> is it Footloose? Is that the story? Did she get pregnant? The teacher got pregnant? I don't know. Okay. There's kind of pregnant,
2: pregnancy <laughs> here. You don't I don't even know. know.
1: Almost four months to the day, I had the best night of my life. This was the worst news of my life. Mm. I said the only things I knew to say. I'll be there for you.
2: That's what we happens can... when a pickle goes in a bush. That's
1: what happens when you get to play a little pickle in the bush. Yeah. Or a little tickle and touch or whatever yeah. you call it. <laughs> Twinkle tickle. <laughs> your tinkle tickle.
2: I <laughs> My tinkle
1: tickles. Uh, I said the only thing I knew to say. I'll be there for you. Oh, shit. We can get an abortion. <laughs> yeah. I just shit myself. <laughs> How much are play tickets to Mexico? Yeah. yeah. We can get an abortion. I'll pay for it. If you want the kids, I'll support you. Maybe we can get married and move somewhere else. Maybe we can move somewhere else today before my parents find out. Yeah,
2: maybe we can just move somewhere else, period. Let's just go to Mexico.
1: I was shitting myself. What the fuck do I do? I guess my life is over. Yeah. She told me abortion's not an option, and I started to really freak out and cry. I told her we should get married. We should tell everyone, and just get married. It will soften the blow and let the kids and let the kids grow up in a stable environment. My head was spinning. I had nowhere to go, and I was stuck in my own bullshit. Well,
2: now I, and now you're stuck at the fast food place.
1: Harry's. Yeah, now you get, she's not even driving you <laughs> home. She didn't drive you home the night you fucked her. You think she's going to drive her home the night she finds out you're pregnant?
0: Oof.
2: I'll take a cherry yeah. limeade. I'll
1: take a cherry limeade and uh, two for my little <laughs> twins here. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take one for X and Y. <laughs> She then dropped the second bombshell of the day. Whoa. Marie explained to me that she did not move to town because of a bad breakup, but she moved, uh, uh, excuse me, she moved to town not from a bad regular breakup, but because her relationship with her longtime girlfriend had gone sour. Oh. Marie was gay, she had known since she was a teen. I don't know. Let's, Let's listen to what he has to say. She had known since she was a teen. She had told her family at 15 years old, and when she turned 18, she had moved to a big city to live her truth. She had found someone she loved at 25, and they had lived together for years. The relationship got sour, and it got nasty, and Marie needed a break. So she moved back into the small town with her sister to get a breather. Well, what in the good fucking God just happened at Homecoming, I said. <laughs> yeah. It, she yeah. said it was just a fun night. She was rolling and she wanted some affection. She was loaded and felt the moment was right. She had sex with men before and enjoyed the feeling. But she was clear. She was gay. Not interested in marriage with me or any other penis-carrying human being. <laughs> Holy shit, guys. I was in the Twilight Zone. I was upside down and I could not correct my bearings. Mm. I would say so, dude. Yeah, that's I heavy. Even. That's so heavy, bro. <laughs> It's kind of funny, but it's really yeah. heavy. Yeah. I mean, I guess you survived it. You're alive, right? Uh, the you next.
2: Survived to tell us. Oh,
1: yeah. I mean, who, why are you calling us? Like, don't you need a therapist or something? <laughs> yeah. Why are you telling us these stories? Why are people telling us these stories? <laughs> I think they're trying to one up each other, is my opinion. I know. Yeah. <laughs> this has turned into like, you know, fantasy hour on the commercial break. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if there's like a Jerry Springer storyline about this somewhere out there and someone's just, you know. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> how do we check the validity of the story? We you can't. can't. The next 5 months were the most but it's a fun story to listen to. It is. The next 5 months were the most insane of my life. My family's life and the small town I lived in. I am still taking questions about what happened. Everyone in the town was going to be privy to my story. Did
2: they all find out?
1: Of course it's a st- it's a, of course. Of course. I mean, I they? don't.
2: Maybe Marie could have gone into the next, you know, state and how yeah. sex? Did she tell? Did everybody tell everybody?
1: You got to remember is that she, her sister is one of the teachers. Her niece is this kid's boyfriend. Yeah, how, how do
2: you know if you don't tell?
1: If you're having babies, you don't think you can? You think you can just but you hide that why from Why does it your have family? to be the
2: the young boys' babies? Can you just lie about who the father was?
1: I suppose you could. Yeah, okay. that would
2: be first
1: is to lie about the children's heritage (laughs) that's the first thing you do is fuck the kids for the rest of their life (laughs) no i don't know know. know either i don't know okay but what happened in the end is probably the craziest twist here goes you ready of course that's that's not the craziest twist yeah you got another crazy twist it's hard to go through every single sort of detail there are too many to even recall but what happens after the conversation was a blur for the most part here are the highlights First, I had to tell Cindy. Of course, you did. Yeah. Now this is where I started asking questions, right? What happened with Cindy? Now, I imagine, uh, now imagine yourself in my position. Your best friend of almost a decade, the person you lost your virginity to, and your current girlfriend is about to hear that her gay pregnant is aunt is <laughs> her gay aunt is pregnant with twins, <laughs> and the father of the child is her boyfriend. Yeah. Both Marie and I agreed that it was best that I tell her. Though I kind of wish Marie <laughs> had taken that one on her chin. I decided to take Cindy to a public place to have this conversation. If I was gonna die, I wanted a witness. <laughs> the conversation went a little something like this Me, hey honey, have I? I wanna tell you something, and it's really bad. I want you to know I really care about you, and I'm very sorry. Her, who are you fucking? Yeah. Me, your aunt. Her, I knew it.
0: <laughs>
1: Me, how in the world would you know that? Her, someone saw you behind the Martin's house on homecoming. Uh-huh. Me, who? Her, how could you? How could that possibly matter right now? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. Me, you're right. That doesn't matter right now. Maria's pregnant with twins. Her, fuck what? you. <laughs> Marie just fucked my boyfriend and a student at the school, and now she's fucking pregnant with your child. Fuck you. Fuck her, and fuck those yeah, children. You all deserve cool each other.
2: Yeah, not the cool aunt anymore. Yeah,
1: I never want to see any of you again.
2: I'm going to school in Canada. Wow,
1: wow. <laughs> I'm going to school in Canada. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: oh, my God. Uh, that's that's just insane. Okay, hold on. I lost my place here. Uh, t- 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 I mean,
2: fast forward to now when he's texting us. He's 27 now, 27. right?
1: okay. Okay, here. So it's been a while. It's been a while. I've
2: got a couple nine-year-olds.
1: Yeah, a couple nine-year-olds. Oh, you're right about that. Good math. Thanks. Let me just recap the conversation in case you missed it. Cindy just shared with me that not only did people see Marie and I in the field, She had known about it for months and had never said a word. And for those who didn't already know... Cindy just let the entire coffee shop in on the secret.
2: Uh, that's how everybody found. Yeah, out. Yeah, that's
1: how everybody found out. Or ever, somebody saw somebody saw them at at the Martin's house. So somebody probably said something in the first place. Spreading yeah, spreading the thing. I literally wanted to crawl into a hole. I bet you did, buddy. But there's nowhere to go in that town of ten thousand. No. In the next few weeks, Marie, take moved, your dad's old pickup yeah,
2: and, and, and head get,
1: on the road. <laughs> on the road again. Get, get yeah. your
2: wires. It's your, your charging wires charging pack wires. Up, I'm
1: gonna hit the road. throw everything you own in, his, in one bag don't worry about the dirty laundry throw that in there too head south Yeah, and write a Christmas card to your kids yeah. every year uh, in the next few weeks Marie moved out of Cindy's house I would say so probably yeah. right yeah. she was fired from her school and I was suspended under circumstances I'm still not sure are clear to me I think the principal had to do something so he suspended me after he fired her I was 18 years old and this was a small town, so no charges were pressed against Marie. I think the school administration, quite frankly, felt bad for everyone involved and they just wanted to make this go away. Yeah, But there was nothing undercover about the situation. Everywhere I went, everybody stared at me and people mumbled, mumbled under their breath. There were some places that wouldn't even serve me There was a restaurant. We don't want your dick in this establishment. (laughs) We're afraid you're going to fuck all of our siblings. (laughs) You sibling fucker. (laughs) Uh,. There was a restaurant in town, and I went with my family to get dinner. The owner of the restaurant pulled my father aside to let us know we weren't welcome here. You're not welcome here, you and your sibling fucking son. Yeah, no. Look at his dick. It's just flying everywhere. He's a
2: sibling fucker. He's he's just an ant fucker. Well, it doesn't matter. (laughs) uh,
1: He's a... He's, uh, dipped the ink, he's dipped
2: his ink in, in the a couple family wells. wells. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's, I would say that. <laughs> to say that my parents were upset would be a huge understatement. <laughs> Brian, I heard your story about almost getting someone pregnant the first time you had sex. Imagine, I think, almost get someone pregnant. Someone told me they were pregnant. Yeah. Imagine the anger your father directed at you, only this time it was real. And with my teacher and my girlfriend's yeah. aunt, mm. I wasn't able to do anything except go to school, work on the farm, and suspended. listen to the radio. What's that? I thought he got suspended. No, he's saying that over the next couple of months. That's what he happened was to reallowed him. back yeah, in. I guess he said he got suspended, not expelled. Uh, I can't imagine how that graduation ceremony <laughs> went out. <down. laughs> <laughs> Nate, the teacher fucker. <laughs> uh, I only got to go to work on the farm and listen to the radio, the fucking radio. Who listens to the fucking radio? I didn't even have a phone no one anymore. anymore. No one. That's right. So while I was a caveman in my bedroom at my house, Marie moved back to Chicago with the two children in her belly. After she left, I didn't hear from her for almost a month. So now she's five and a half months pregnant. I have no idea what's going on. I'll fast forward through all the details. But my mother and Marie finally spoke, and I took a trip to Chicago to go to the doctor's to go to a doctor's appointment with her. <laughs> It was decided that Marie would have the children in Chicago, and I was able to come visit whenever I wanted. Oh, my God. What a fucked up story, wow. man. Wow. So the children were born. I was there. It was the most amazing moment of my life. I have never loved anything as much as I love these girls, twin girls, Aww. and I never will.
2: Congratulations, Nate, by the way. Yeah.
1: I mean, listen. you Happy
2: healthy is, girls.
1: This is one hell of a story. <laughs> I can't wait till the girls get old enough to tell <laughs> Yeah. It. Marie and I kept a civil relationship. I paid what money I could toward raising the children, She became a full-time tutor for high school students looking to go to prestigious colleges. She was making good money and taking care of the kids, and I was going to community college. I saw the kids every single weekend and almost every holiday. Good for you, dude. Good for you. Children need mothers, fathers. Uh, Children need supportive systems. They don't necessarily need mothers and fathers. They need support systems. Yes. Cindy moved away... Uh, Cindy, however, moved away to college. I almost yeah. never spoke well, to her. Hell yeah, yeah, if I
2: was Cindy. Fuck <laughs> once yeah. again, I'm going to school in yeah. Canada. The
1: second you <laughs> fucked her aunt, you changed the trajectory uh, of her life. life. Yeah. yeah. Which
2: could be for the good. I, Sounds absolutely. like this town was crazy. That's
1: right. You never know. <laughs> this town is a fucking hoot, dude. I wonder if the Martins are still having their party. Yeah,
2: they probably are.
1: <laughs> probably. I'd love to go to that party. I really would. Yeah. Cindy, moved away to, uh, ho- Cindy, however, moved away to college. I almost never spoke another word to her after. After that conversation at the coffee shop, when I saw her family out and about, we ignored each other for the most part. It's <laughs> still a very uncomfortable situation between the two family. You don't say Dude, that. You day.
2: need to move too.
1: He's still there, but you now need to, get to Chicago, I know it's a big city. You can blend yeah. in. Yeah, I, I totally agree, but maybe that's, you know, some people are not for that kind of life, but now I have two wonderful young ladies could not be more proud of them. Marie is a fantastic mother. She has a longtime girlfriend who is also a wonderful stepmother. Oh, Good for you. Yeah. I now get them every other weekend, uh, and I get to bring them home with me. And I'm still living in the same small town, and enduring the same looks and whispers from the same fifteen fucking people. Le- move, move to yeah, another move. small town. Yeah. yeah. Here's where things get interesting. You mean, things got interesting in the second paragraph of this fucking yeah, story. Mate. Yeah, yeah.
2: Here's where things get interesting.
1: At the beginning of this year, I got a Facebook message from Cindy. It literally said one word: <laughs> Fuck. "Hi." <laughs> <Fuck> off! <laughs> I never felt so many words come out of one word. I get you. I understand what you mean here, buddy. Uh, hi, I hate you. Hi. I want to talk. Hi, how could you do this to me? Hi, I miss you. Hi, fuck you. Yeah, hi, you'll, I, just I never hi. want to see you again. I was relieved and horrified all at the same time. I have always thought about the hurt that I caused Cindy in this whole situation. Well, at least you're self-aware. Yeah. Uh, her and I began a month-long string of text message conversations. We talked about it all. The horrible situation with Marie, the good times we had, and what we had been doing since the, in the last decade almost since mm-hmm. we spoke. Cindy was living in a larger town outside of the state. Good for her. She had a job and had gradu- she graduated college. And got she a- got to
2: where the, yeah. those drugs were being imported from yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> the other state. Yeah, she's now a, like a, <laughs> she's a cartel mother. That's what she is. <laughs> she graduated and got a good job. And in March, good. we agreed to meet up in that wow. town.
2: Wow. In the same town?
1: No, in the, the town where she lived.
2: Oh, okay.
1: We wanted to just say hello to each other, have a dinner. That dinner was quite possibly the most emotional two hours of my life. I was crying for like 60 straight minutes. It just all came out. Everything. Every stress, every tear that I held back during this entire mess let loose. And after dinner, with, a, with after, dinner, at, at, after getting much off of our backs, we decided to go to a bar and have a few drinks. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. Once we got all the emotions out of the way. I mean, I would need way.
2: drinks first.
1: Yeah. I'm sure they were um, drinking the yeah. <laughs> entire time. I'm sure <laughs> Nate came loaded. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Once we got all the emotions out of the way, we had a great time. One thing Aww. led to another, and I ended up back at her place. Oh, my God, Nate, you dog. He we, must
2: be really a good-looking guy. We need to see Nate. Nate.
1: I'll ask him for a picture. <laughs> we agreed beforehand that I would stay at a hotel, and I was really only coming in for that dinner and maybe a few drinks afterwards. There was no indication, none, that any of this would happen. Never I want to be clear. We never, never talked is. about hooking up. But old habits do die hard. And I'm telling you what, it felt wonderful. We picked up right where we left off. Well, it's now August. We're still at it.
2: Cindy's pregnant.
1: We talk. Cindy's <laughs> got twins. <laughs> we talk almost daily. And when I don't have the girls and I make an effort to go. And when I don't have the girls, I make an effort to go see her. She's actually in town. She's actually been in town a few times to see her parents. And we agree it's a bad idea to even be seen together. I would say so. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. But this time is different. Uh, then when we were in high school. This time, I'm in love with Cindy. I realized she was my soulmate all along. Aww. And I took a little detour with her aunt. A little detour, dude.
2: You took One a... night. You It'll drove around your, your ass to get
1: around your elbow, dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I want to marry this woman. Yeah. But I have no idea how to navigate these waters. No clue. I think everyone would eventually be okay with it. You are wrong. I think if we just handled it <laughs> the right way, everything would be okay. But I don't know what the Move right way Cindy's is. Move Cindy's
2: town. That's first. <clears throat> Move in together with Cindy in her town. I, I,
1: want, you, I want your opinion. Let me finish. The, we got one paragraph and then okay. we'll get, and then I want your, let's take hold these take. Okay. Uh, and I don't know what the right timing is. Hey, Merry Christmas, mom and dad. I'm in love with the mother of my kid's niece. Again, <laughs> the mother of my kid's niece. And, and Marie is a, in a committed, loving relationship with a woman. I don't think this threatens her at all. Of course it doesn't. Of course, I've never said anything to Marie about this interact, recent interaction with Cindy, but I know her well enough to know that I think she'll be okay. Even though Cindy and Marie are definitely on, not on talking terms, as a matter of fact, they haven't spoken to each other in nine years. Makes sense. So the story comes full circle, back where I started, except I have two children and a very strange story. What do you guys think? Mm. Wow. I don't even know what to think, Nate, if I'm being real honest with I mean, you. That's a lot It's to a process. twisted story, that's yeah. That's a
2: lot to process, but... What do you think? I think go with love. Me too. Go with your yeah. gut yeah. on this. You were It was one night. Was things one night. got crazy. Drugs make you do crazy things, kids. Every don't, every don't story that we've told that's yeah, crazy so far has
1: to do with drugs and alcohol, by yeah, the way, in case you've noticed. Don't
2: do them. So, yeah. you know, you got derailed yeah. one night, and that's a big derailment. That's
1: a huge fuck But up, I bro. think you
2: need to get out of this town. Yeah. Get out of the town. Yeah. And you and Cindy move in together.
1: I think and, Chrissy is partially right.
2: And Well, and that could be either in the town that Cindy's in. It, if she yeah. loves her job, get, get, Cindy gets whatever she wants now.
1: Yeah. For the rest of her life, <laughs> yes. Cindy gets Cindy what she wants. Yeah, gets Cindy gets anything she wants, yes. and you have to live with it. Yes. That's, first of all, you better be ready for that. Because anytime you guys get in the smallest yep. of disagreements, Aunt Marie is coming yep. out the oh, fucking yeah. mouth, and you're going to have to deal with it. Yes, Cindy first of all. gets
2: anything now. And, you know, I mean, it sounds like Cindy really wanted to reconnect and loves him, too. They had that relationship. And I mean, I would say go
1: with it. I think I, I agree with you I don't think you, you have to explain yeah. to
2: anybody in that town, for one, what it's. To, it's you different. don't have to explain
1: to anybody in the town, <laughs> yeah, but you're going to have to explain to family members exactly what's going on if you want to ask her to marry you. I mean, OK, so listen, I agree with you. I think go with love 100 mm-hmm. percent of the time. Heart wants what the heart Get wants. Get out of that town. Get out of the town. Yes, I agree with them. you. Get out of the town. But you're gonna have to deal with the family members, and the family members let them deal with the the associated bullshit that comes along yeah. with them. If they want to live in that fucking fucked up ass backward, pot smoking, pill drinking, you know, Martins, Martins, the no, Martins, <laughs> fucking Martins.
2: Ask the Martins what to do. I wonder how many children have been
1: have been conceived at the Martins, Martins party. Yeah, exactly. yeah, I'd like to know. I'd like to know take a count of the Martins
2: house. <laughs> The Martins now have 30 children. Yeah, the Martins have... Th- <laughs> no wonder seven. they're all in high school. They had they- seven. They now have 30. Yeah, they 30. have 30
1: children. I think you go with love, but yes. I think you I think you actually take this a little bit slowly here, bud, and I'll tell you why. It's because those children are now getting to the age where they're going to have to understand exactly what's going... The dynamics that are going on here, The Cindy and Marie, they're aunt and niece, and those children are going to be aware of that to some degree. So when you're mother
2: well the and the kids his kids are now cindy's cousins oh yeah
1: that's fucked up you're fucking my mom you're fucking my cousin yeah is that it yeah you're fucking my cousin yeah oh i don't know maybe i'm changing my mind on this (laughs) maybe i'm saying there's a lot of fish in the sea, mate maybe you should back off this one you can't be fucking your mom's cousin
2: cousin (laughs) you can't be fucking your kid's
1: cousin yeah that's just kind of weird listen go with love that's what I say, but go. But you're gonna have slowly. to move to
2: another country in order to do it.
1: Yeah, you got to take a little bit of Adam the Liar's <laughs> yes. advice here. You got to move yes. to another country to yes. make this work, and you, but you got to bring her with you. Yes, and yes. don't leave those girls alone. Stay in those girls' lives. That's of all I got to say. Just remember, the girls always come first. Girls always yes. come first. Yes,
2: the kids. Come if the first. kids,
1: if the kids push back, if they don't like it, What's if it that? makes maybe them upset, maybe the kids
2: will be all right. The kids the will kids be, are all right. be all
1: right. Be all right. You always have to remember them first. And I would uh, Chrissy says, "Move in together, I say, "Take it slow." Don't rush into this because I don't think Cindy has had enough time since you reconnected to process how, how long she's long going have they to been interact back together for like, four months. Oh, four months. Four no. or five months. Yeah, yeah. No. yeah. But he wants to marry her now. He, he's well. Things he, move fast. He knew fast her, in a small yeah, town. That's right. <laughs> She's the only single girl within a you know a decade that he's met. A couple of states. Yeah. Nate, why are you still there, dude? I, literally, do you have like the family farm move or something? To
2: Chicago. Maybe he does have the family farm.
1: I think that's what it is. I think he's got the family farm, and it's it's going to be hard to get away from that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So here's the thing. Uh, get, Cindy <laughs> get Cindy a boob job, apply
2: a government subsidy. The Biden administration.
1: Get Cindy a boob job, redo her eyebrows, change her hair color, maybe get her a couple tattoos, and yeah. she's a different woman altogether. Yes. Invite her to come live on the farm, and no one will be the wiser. Yeah. That's my advice to you. Yes. Yeah. And congratulations on royally fucking up your chances of having a normal <laughs> life ever again.
2: Oh, Nate, thanks for the story. Yeah, though. I
1: do appreciate it. If you have a good story for us. Go to the contact us button on tcbpodcast.com. Drop us a line. You can drop it right there in the contact us form. If you need help kind of getting like the finer points of the story, text me 661-237-8296. It's 661 661-237-8296. <laughs> I couldn't remember. Uh, 661 bes Yo. And uh, if you text me, I'll ask some questions to make the story kind of round out. But, man, we've had a string of fantastically. That's a doozy. That's a doozy. That was a doozy. Yeah. If even a third of that is true, it's a really fantastic story. <laughs> it's, you got to be the most interesting guy at the water cooler. The problem is you're not, no one's ever going to hear the story outside of your fucking small town. Move no. to Chicago, dude. Yeah,
2: move to Chicago is yeah. what I say. you got
1: the best bar story ever. When you get drunk, you top everybody's story. Yeah. For sure. And God bless you, Cindy. You went through all this, and God bless those girls. And hey, Marie, I hope you're uh, glad you're living your truth and you got your life. Yeah. Write yes. us in, let us know your story, ask TCB, tell us a tall tale, or just, you know, share with us some funny event going on in your life. <laughs> yes. YouTube.com slash the commercial break uh, in case you want to check out the video version. They're really funny episodes. They are completely different than what you hear. Not the audio, but the video is, adds another layer it does. to this show I love the video. And yeah it's so good morgan does such a great job you gotta check it out mm-hmm. youtube.com slash the commercial break and make sure you subscribe on that channel if you don't mind we certainly would appreciate it like and subscribe on your favorite podcast player that you're listening to us right now write a review and make sure to frequent our sponsors if you're ever in the market for their products and services we certainly would appreciate it hey we do this three times a week <laughs> i just want to say that yeah
2: <laughs> we do we do. we do this three times we a week. We do this eight times a week, but three only make yes, it to that's air. that's right. We do
1: this eight times a week, <laughs> but five of those hours go out the trash. Yeah. Listen, we spent, We do this eight times a week, yeah. and the Martins only do their party one time a year, and we get they get better content than we do. Fuckers, unbelievable! Martins. I got to bring Mrs. Martin on. That's the key. That's Mrs. the crown jewel. Martin. All right. Well, you know, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Maybe we should. My kids. Hey, when my kids grow up. I'll be the Martins.
2: Let's have the party.
1: All right. There you go. I'll All be right. Aunt Marie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, listen. I love you.
2: I love you. And best to you. And best to you.
1: And best to you out there in the podcast universe. Until next time, Chrissy and I always say we do say and we must say bye. bye.